three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple with your humble host, Hunter, here. Um, I am so excited right now because I've got uh, an amazing director here. You know him from About a Boy, In Good Company, uh, Fatherhood, which I think is Kevin Hart's uh, best dramatic role. He uh, has written and directed the film that we're talking about today, Moving On. Uh, I'm always trying to get your last name while it's Paul. It's a wife. Is is Thanks, thanks. Yeah, Paul Weiss. Thank you so much for being on. Um, first off, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. You know, when when I got married, my brother, as part of his best man speech, said to my wife, "Congratulations! Now you have a last name that no one will ever pronounce correctly." <laughs> thanks for asking. Yeah, I've got I've got Hunter. So most of the time, people get that right, but. Uh, I just want to jump in real quick here just to talk about the movie. Before I do that, I want to talk to you because I'm a fan of it. I want to talk to you about Mozart in the Jungle um, because I think that's so unique to really your filmography, you know, from American Pie to Ants to About a Boy. It's it's all over the place in such a positive way because I I always am intrigued by what, you know, what directions you're going to take with with your stuff. Kind of talk to me about how Mozart in the Jungle came about and like what it was about that show and you know those characters that you went I want to go ahead and do this for uh four really great seasons so oh thanks um yeah and, and Malcolm McDowell actually was one of the stars of it playing a conductor who's been sort of put out to pasture by this superstar conductor played by Gallagher Sabernell um I mean I love that world of um classical musicians not because it's like an elevated world but because it's actually <laughs> like athletes like yeah. they have to like practice every day if they get an injury, they're in trouble. And, you know, there is a connection here we're moving on too, because Lily's character is a cellist who at her age can no longer really play her instrument. And it's like, she's freaking out about it. Um, and, uh, um, you know, Mozart in the Jungle was very much about, it was stuff I couldn't talk about anywhere else. Um, but uh, um, I had grown up with, uh, my mom's best friend growing up was a woman named Orrin O'Brien, who was the first woman hired on a permanent basis for the New York Philharmonic. Oh, and wow. uh, she would always tell me stuff about, oh, these people in the orchestra are sitting next to each other and they hate each other. <laughs> they can't stand each other, but <laughs> playing next to each other for 10 years. Uh, I just thought it was a hoot. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely adored the show. I thought you did great with it. Um, so to get into moving on, I, I was really curious about this movie because when I saw Grandma, I remember watching it and going, "That's a really big swing for you to take, you know, yeah. make take take abortion, turn it into a road a road dramedy." Yeah. And and I'm sitting there the whole time watching, it going, "This could go off the road very easily because you obviously want to take keep the subject serious as far as what's going on." But balance that, make that balance between, you know, the the comedy and the drama. And here, I think you're taking an even bigger swing. And so I'm watching the whole time, kind of biting my lip, like, okay, don't like, don't lose the thread. And I think you do a really great job of of not doing that. I, I don't want to get into spoilers, but when people watch it, they'll 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 get it. Um, 
as far as that subject matter, like how this film kind of come about as far as tackling the subject itself that you're tackling? Oh, thanks. Well, honestly, the first idea was a comedic idea of, I had this image of a funeral where um, there's a widower and people are coming up and saying, I'm so sorry for your loss. She's a wonderful woman. Come over for dinner. We love you. And then this woman comes up and says, well, now that she's gone, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you this weekend. And then she moves on and the next person comes up and this guy's in shock and the next person's like, oh, we're so sorry for your loss. So I had that idea. And then I was like, okay. Then it was like, uh, I was talking to Lily and she brought up doing a movie with her and Jane. And I was like, oh, the woman's Jane Fonda. And then I was like, why does Jane want to kill him? And that's where sort of the um, okay. sort of explosive aspect of this comes in. And um, uh, I mean, I think that the thing is, you know, we think of things as being topical as if like they're, oh, this just happened. Like, you know, abortion just became an issue. Well, or, yeah. or, or you know, that, that there's so... And, but the thing is that like, this is, these are things that happen that um, affect people's lives and been affecting people's lives for decades or centuries. And, yes. um, but, and so when you have somebody who's in their eighties, who's, um, you know, who's been wrong or a crime has been committed to them, you know, and they're still dealing with it. A, I think it's really real. And, and, and B, it's something that I don't see that much, you know? And the question yeah. is like, when you've had something um, that's really derailed your life, can you still at a late age find love? Can you, can you rekindle a friendship? Can you have fun? You know, cause yeah, she's going to kill this guy. And it's really dark. <laughs> uh, it's really like deep reason why, but also she's having fun with her friend, figuring out how to do it. Um, and you know, you talk about taking a big swing earlier. I was thinking like growing up, I was a Mets fan and there was a guy named Dave Kingman. I mean, Daryl Strawberry was similar, but like, Dave Kingman, he'd either hit a home run or strike out. And I was like, oh my God, am I Dave Kingman? Like, <laughs> like am I in trouble here? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely swinging for it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the movie in particular, though, um, there, there's a scene later on where Malcolm McDowell just kind of goes off the hinges in a way that I was like, oh my God, this is so terrible. But But you get these these spikes though i think of the drama where it really does hit in a way that's uncomfortable given the situation it should be uncomfortable how did you how did you try to find that balance as far as kind of getting everyone's point of view because obviously mcdowell his character has his own stuff going on but you want to go ahead and obviously make sure that the women are showcased as well but i think you did do a good job of getting his terrible perspective for what yeah. occurs and then there so how did you kind of balance all that yeah i mean nobody thinks they're the villain of their movie you know everybody thinks they're the um and i knew malcolm would do that uh, you know um because like uh i knew he wouldn't be commenting on the character and to me that's uh it's it's kind of scary that like people who otherwise seem like good people can occasionally in their lives do something really terrible um and for me, it's like, uh, you know, sometimes I'm asked, like, how do you get the balance in, in a film? And I'm, I'm just now at this late date starting to admit to myself that I don't know that I can get the balance mm. and I'm not sure that I care. Like, like basically, okay. the real way to get the balance is to cut stuff, you know, don't have the movie be about what it's about. Um, and there's, you know, sometimes people will say to you, like financiers, like, oh, does it have to be about this? Yeah. Um, uh, but 
you know, seeing it in, a, I've now gotten to see it in a theater a few times and it works flat out like a comedy, but, you know, people aren't laughing at the parts where they're not supposed to laugh. Um, but there's laughs in it that are, the, the audience reaction is as big as like something from American Pie, which is the first film that I made. But like the end of the movie without spoiling it is like, you know, it's. Yeah, the, the end got me. The end got me yeah. in. The end got me in the best way. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> I was like, I really like that. Okay. Um, uh, real quick, I know we're running a little short in time. Uh, you you have, um, I don't want to call it a love scene, but kind of in this movie. And yeah. you, you really don't. I, first off, I was really happy that was in here because you don't see scenes like that for, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with older actors or actresses. And I think that's so weirdly taboo. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's really cool that this is in here. Um, secondly, you get Richard Roundtree uh, to be in here. And I'm such a huge fan of him. So how did that come about as far as getting him in the movie? And like, why was he like the perfect choice? Because I think he's perfect in the movie. Um, thank you so much. Um, well, I went and looked at, uh, you know, I looked at his recent stuff. I mean, he has such a lovely um, vibe to him. Um, and like, I needed somebody who was like, who projected maturity and kindness and weirdly like Shaft is an action hero. But I think maybe the reason that it was so great was that Richard is like really graceful. Yes. Um, and like, it's not like nowadays where it's like some roided up dude, like smashing people. It's like <laughs> something you'd like to spend some time with. Um, yeah. um, and, uh, and then I was also just like, okay, um, who has Jane not played opposite, you know, who would have been really yeah. great to see them in a movie in the seventies, but that didn't happen. So let's see them now. Um, and, uh, so yeah. And, um, uh, you know, he, he got a, he really wanted to work with Jane and, and, and vice versa. And, um, there's a little scene in there where, um, she takes his hand and that's just cause like in a rehearsal I had with him, Jane reached over to Richard's hand and said, look at his, he has beautiful hands. And so I just put that in the movie and it was a scene where oh. I was trying, initially trying to use a lot of words to describe something. Like she's just trying to say that she loved him. And, um, and, and instead, you know, but to do that, I just have her take his hand in the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I almost want to, you know, I, I almost want to like video you saying how much you like Richard in the movie and then send it to Richard. Feel, feel free to, I'm, I'm such, I'm I, such a fan of his in that. Okay. What did you think of Richard in the movie? Uh, Richard Roundtree, sir, you were absolutely amazing and brilliant in the movie. Uh, I thought you were a great love interest in the way you and Fonda played off each other. I thought it was excellent. One of my favorite things about the film. Great. Okay, thanks. Boom. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, last question I'll throw out to you here, because, you know, this is heavy subject matter you're dealing with. And I'm I'm weirdly excited for the audience to, to figure out what we're talking about, because once that shoe drops it's a oh my god like it was one of those things where i had to actually pause for a second and go okay this makes a lot more sense now as far as why we're on this we're on this journey um with grandma with stuff like this with even you know fatherhood talking about how you know parenting is hard like when you're taking on these subjects i guess my my, my final thing is where what are you wanting your audience to take away from it? Are you wanting them to take away that's complicated? Are you wanting them to take away, like, what? what is kind of the message that, because I think there is one that could kind of wrap up all three films. Yeah, um, I think that, 
in a way it's that this is a part of life and, and humor and love and, um, uh, all the things that make us human don't stop because there's been something traumatic that happens, um, or because there's a, a really difficult decision to be made. Um, and there's a tendency to dehumanize things that we consider issues as opposed to be like, this is people's lives and, and, um, and one should be able to talk about it because if not, it gets relegated to someplace where there can't be any healing. That, mm. that's, that's my perspective. Wow. I, I love that. And I, I think that applies beautifully to all three films. And I cannot wait for people to see uh, moving on, which comes out uh, this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people, you can go check this out in theaters. Uh, Paul, if you wouldn't mind as we get out of here, could you please tell people, you know, where they can sh- see the movie, what you have coming up, you on social media, all that fun stuff. Thank you. I'm not on social media because I'm too chicken. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, um, and in turn, uh, I'm not sure. So it's it's playing uh, across the country, and uh, I'm not sure exactly where in La- in, in Las Vegas. You're in Las Vegas, right? Um, uh, I'm actually in Nevada. Okay. Oh, in Nevada. I'm so sorry. Um, so you probably have to look up Fandango or something, or you know, uh, uh, Google it where it's playing near you. But um, but I hope you see the movie and hope you have a really good time with it and thank you so much thank you so much paul for making the time i hope this does well and you take care of yourself thank you i really appreciate it Josh. all right take care